Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Body Wrappers' Angela Luzio is delighted to sponsor this episode of Conversations on Dance. Body Wrappers' Angela Luzio is known for its total stretch tights and Angela Luzio shoes. Tyler Peck, principal dancer with the New York City Ballet, is its spokesperson and designer of Tyler Peck Designs for Premiere. Tyler's beautiful original leotard designs fit perfectly, are ideal for class, rehearsal, or performance, and move well with the body and won't ride up in the back. Body Wrappers makes additional apparel for all types of dance and significant to dance teachers this time of year. Body Wrappers performance wear remix for competition and recitals consists of various components one can mix and match to create a unique costume you won't see anywhere else. You may view all the products at bodywrappers.com or to purchase Body Wrappers performance wear remix items, go to your favorite local dance retailer shop or online store. To view and buy the entire collection of Tyler Peck designs, go to dancewearcorner.com. This episode is sponsored by Next Generation Ballet. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Welcome to a special episode of Conversations on Dance. We are in Tampa, Florida this week covering Next Generation Ballet and their Nutcracker Run at the Strauss Center for the Performing Arts. In the coming weeks, we will be releasing content with the staff, including director Philip Neal and ballet mistress Yvonne Lemus, as well as their guest artists performing this weekend. So stay tuned for that. But today, we will be talking with some of the students associated with Next Generation Ballet. So we are here today with Jordan Martinez, who is alumni of uh, Next Generation Ballet and is presently at the Royal Ballet School. Thank you for joining us today, Jordan. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's great to have you. Um, so what was it that drew you to Next Generation Ballet and made you want to train here? Uh, so when I was 12, I competed in the Youth America Grand Prix, um, just at a small local studio. And I saw that the Next Generation Ballet, their students had placed really well and they looked just sound in their technique and the teachers were really focused with them. So I decided to audition a couple of weeks later and then I got in. That's great. W- were you a local d- student or did you have to commute? Or Yeah, I live about 20 minutes away from downtown, so not too far. Oh, so perfect. I was lucky that you had such 
high quality training available to you. Yes, definitely. So how do you feel that your training here uh, set you up for success when you um, decided to ultimately go to the Royal Ballet School? Uh, So when I came, the classes were 11.30 to 6 every day, which was different from what I was doing before. I just danced, you know, two hours a day, three days a week. And they were just so focused on your technique and just making sure that everything was perfect and every in-between step looked as flawless as possible. And we got a lot of performing opportunities, you know, with Nutcracker and spring performances. And we did YGP and different ballet competitions like that. So that helped build up stage presence and artistry, which is something that you don't really get to learn besides being on stage. So I, when I did Youth America Grand Prix, I saw that uh, the director of the Royal Ballet School was there and I had sent a video in prior to the finals um, and I received a place just before finals. I went to London and auditioned and then at finals he had just talked to me and said, you know, definitely come, we want to see you here. So that was exciting. exciting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's great. I mean, uh, that's a pretty big transition across Atlantic move to go train, but um, you felt like Next, Next Generation Ballet prepared you for that? Yeah, definitely. I'm the youngest in my class, which is hard. I'm about a year younger than some of the people in my class too, which is different. I mean, I was always the youngest in the class when I was here because there are so many boys and there's different ages. And, you know, when I was in, when I was 12, I was taking class with 15, 16 year olds. So Mm -hmm. I think I didn't want to just let myself go behind them because they were older. You know, I made sure I put myself out there and Mm -hmm. went forward, which is what I still do now that I'm in class with people that are so talented, you know, sometimes it's hard. You don't want to just put yourself out there too much because you don't want to be seen as, you know, overbearing or anything. But if you just put yourself out there, that's what they taught us here is to just Mm -hmm. make yourself seen. And I think that's what helped me get in. I was so impressed by the number of boys that we had in class yesterday. I mean, you don't get that in most places in America. (sighs) So that must be another positive that you have um, other talented young men who you can sort of um, be uh, competitive with in a friendly, healthy way. Yeah. It's different because at Royal, we're all about the same age. So it's a bit more competitive just because, you know, we want to be seen by the directors and different directors that come in. But when I was at uh, Next Generation Ballet, you know, because there's so many people at different ages, you can see how the training has progressed throughout the years. So there you can see the people that were looking for jobs. I had people in my class that are now in ABT and Stuttgart and it was just so nice to look up to them and just watch them. And then you had people that were about my age and we were all just excited and wanted to just do everything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really inspiring to see that many people in class just working as hard as they can. It's nice energy to feed off. Mm-hmm. That's great. And how old are you now? Uh, 17. Okay. Just 17. So what has that been like for you to move so far away from home? And how did you convince your parents that that was what you needed to do? Yeah, so I moved away at 15. Um, I told my mom in the fall of 2016, I said, I'm I'm going to Europe. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm just, it's going to happen. I went to some summer courses in the U.S. years before, and I'd auditioned for some schools, and I didn't get in. And I was said, okay, well, if it's not going to work here, then I can try Europe. And I told my mom from the beginning, it's just going to happen. I'm just going to have to find a way. And so she kind of knew from September that I was going to 
figure out how to get somewhere. And then Royal was the first place I sent my video into. And when I got a final audition, I had two weeks to get to London. I didn't have a passport, didn't have anything. So in two weeks, my mom and I planned our trip. I went over and when I got in, the director said that I could wait a year and come in or I could go into the upper school in the first year would be the youngest. And my mom said, well, if you've been the youngest before, you can do it again. So Mm -hmm. she said, you know, you have to take this opportunity. I think my dad took a little more convincing Mm because he liked having his kids at home. I have two older siblings and my sister's 22 and she just went to college. So he didn't want me to leave. But I think think now that they're now that I've been gone for a year and a half now, I think he's He's gotten used to it. Yeah. We talk all the time, so it's not really like I'm gone. Right. No, it's a hard thing for parents to let their kids out of the nest. Yeah. I moved at 15 too, but I was still a drive away, not a mm-hmm. uh, cross-Atlantic flight. Yeah, they don't get to come over too often. They both have full-time jobs, so it's right. hard. I come home every eight weeks, so nice. it's not too long. It's expensive, but it's not yeah. Too long. <laughs> Right, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the flight to London's not bad. It can yeah. be like seven hours. Yeah, I so, take direct flights, yeah. so yeah. I just sleep, and then I wake up, and I'm home. And and I wake home. up, and I'm there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so we're here uh, on the cusp. Today is the premiere of Nutcracker. Yeah. Um, the annual holiday favorite uh so what was your first experience like in the nutcracker look at this so my first nutcracker was with next generation ballet i was fritz's friend chinese mice and a paula chanel which was busy and i was so excited to be on Mm -hmm. stage and um chinese was something that older people had gotten to do you know 16 17 i was really surprised because i just turned 13 and it was so exciting and all my Uh friends were like i don't know how you're doing this it's just (laughs) It was really, I was nervous, most nervous for that. And I actually did it again my last year. So it was kind of nice to see. Yeah, we got to watch the video and the video that we watched to learn it was my video. So it was (laughs) just exciting to see how much growth had happened in just three years. Yeah. So I've done almost everything except Mm -hmm. for Snow Potida and Arabian, which is crazy. Wow. (laughs) That's what's so cool about what we're hearing about how many casts you guys are able to put out yeah. is that it allows all of you to have so much experience and know the production so well inside and out just as a professional would. Like that's what happens in a professional company. You have five or six roles that you do and you someone gets sick or whatever, you're right. thrown in and you do it and it's a great experience. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was watching last night and I knew all the choreography. <laughs> Anybody gets injured, I can go on. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, it's... It was hard learning everything. I had to make sure I listened to the music all the time. And as the years went on, you start to remember things and your body just picks it up. Mm-hmm. But um, I had never done anything as big as Prince until my last year, which was the first, I guess, full ballet, something where it just wasn't a divertisement or just in one of the acts, which was really nerve wracking. It was it was exciting. I really liked it. It was something that I'd wanted to do since I came to Patel. That was just the role that I wanted to do just because carry the ballet along and Mm -hmm. it just it was so fun so when I got cast I was so nervous Mm -hmm. and I remember my partner just always told me to stop stressing out stop stressing out because I just I'm a perfectionist I just wanted everything to go perfect I think if I remember correctly the performance is probably the best run we had which was good too good that's always great to feel that you put so much work into preparations and then when you're on stage it was a success, you know, yes. and it was, you were able to just be a little more calm. Yeah. So do you feel like this, these performing experiences have given you a kind of a leg up on your 
class competition that it's something that not every teenager gets you know to have yeah so um at the royal ballet school the first two years you're in school it's mostly about training you know um in the third year which is graduate year you do a lot of stuff with the company and you um cover people but in the first two years they really just want to make sure that your technique is as sound as possible and in the first year we performed a few times but not anything like here then this year we started doing more. We've had more in student like competitions, which has been nice. But I think because I've had so many performing opportunities at Patel and Next Generation Ballet, I start to perform in class, which is important because, you know, if you don't go on stage until the end of the year, mm-hmm. you just it's hard to see, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. So if you perform in class, it's the teachers see you, they can tell that you have a sense of artistry and they more I guess they feel better about casting you absolutely and then you also when you get on stage you don't have to be thinking about where's my performance quality it's already there it's instilled in you yeah that's wonderful to hear what are some of the performing opportunities you've had with the royal this year uh so we performed at opera holland park which is an outdoor theater um we have solos evening which is we learn variations in january and then we learn them for our assessments which I guess I'd consider a performance just because there's a panel and the director of the Royal Ballet, Birmingham Royal Ballet and Oh yeah, that's a performance. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely. a lot of pressure. And we have Yeah. There's five exams so ballet, pas de deux, character, contemporary and a variation. Wow. Which was really stressful. Wow. But it was really fun. And just a couple months ago we had a competition where we had to teach ourselves a solo and then perform it for the director of the Royal Ballet, which was it's probably the most stressful thing I've ever done. It was really exciting, though. That's so cool to hear how involved uh, the director is with the school. Yes, It's definitely. not always something that happens. Yeah, he comes in a lot. You see him, and we go over and watch rehearsals with the company. And That's great. And go see the ballet every night, which is really nice. Really important. It's an important part of your education, I think. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Jordan, so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having we me. We enjoyed having <laughs> you in class yesterday. Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. <laughs> all right, wishing you all the best. Oh, thank you. So we are joined today by Alexandra DeRose. Did I say it right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's uh, now a student at the School of American Ballet, and she is an alumni of Next Generation Ballet. So um, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> Do you listen to the podcast? Yes. Do you really? That's <laughs> yes. so great to hear. Well, thank you for listening. And now you're on it. So <laughs> All right. So can you just tell us um, why you chose to train here at Next Generation Ballet? So um, when I was younger, I started as a competition dancer. So I did like all styles of dance. As I got older, I really loved ballet. So I started doing um, summer intensives. And I was at YGP my first year when I was 11. And I saw the dancers from Next Generation Ballet. And they were amazing. And so I was looking, I was looking for, they had their summer intensive audition that night. And so I decided to audition for that. And at the time, it was with Peter Stark. Mm-hmm. And so I auditioned and I got into the summer program and I loved it. It was so much fun. And I wanted to talk to Peter about what the next step would be for me if I wanted to try and pursue a ballet career because. I didn't know like what I would do. So <laughs> I auditioned to be a trainee um, 
and I never thought that I would get in. I was 11. I had just turned 11 at the time, so I didn't think that was possible. So I auditioned just as a way to maybe be able to talk to him. And at, no, towards the end of the summer intensive, the, a lot of girls started getting their emails about their results, and I hadn't gotten mine yet. And I was like, oh, this is, well, maybe I didn't get it. I didn't think that I would because I was so young. And we had a student choreography show, and my group had been called up on stage, and I remember Miss Claire Florio, who's the person in their um, media office, come and talk to me, and she was like, hi, Alexandra, I need to talk to you, and I was like, oh, no, am I in trouble? <laughs> and she was like, no, no, you're fine. We just wanted to let you know that our email server has been having some problems, oh. <laughs> and we wanted to let you know that you've been accepted into the trainee program. And I was so happy. I started jumping up and down. Like I wanted, my parents were sitting on like the side box of the stage and I immediately wanted to run and tell them I almost fell on the, off the stage trying to do so, <laughs> but I was so excited. I knew that it was going to be an amazing thing for me. So, so did, yeah. you, did you grow up in the area or? Um, so I actually grew up in Winter Haven, Florida. So that's about an hour away from here. Mm. So. so were you commuting when you first came? Um, yeah, I actually, for the past three years, I commuted an hour every day to and from. That's incredible. Wow. And thanks to your mom and dad for doing that, right? Doing yeah. all that driving. It's a big sacrifice. But there's a reason, though, why people are doing that and making that sacrifice to come here to Next Generation Ballet. And we've been hearing about it, and we want to hear from you um, as a student. How do you feel like the school prepared you for your next steps um, like going to the School of American Ballet? Well, they gave us amazing opportunities and um, guidance and training. They not only trained us in like the classical style, but they gave us like hints of like different styles, including Balanchine. And I just think the culmination of all that really prepares us to go to the next step. Yeah. So we are here uh, on the cusp of the opening of Nutcracker, which is obviously a production that you danced in many times. Yes. Um, so what was your first Nutcracker? Um, so like here? Yeah, uh, sure. Or, or before and then here. So <laughs> my first Nutcracker was at a local studio around the area where I lived. And I auditioned because I really liked to doing ballet and... I was a little sheep in the shepherdess <laughs> thing. And um, the second year I did that, I was the black sheep. So I oh. got to dance a lot more with the shepherdess. And it, I thought it was really cool because I got to be like the bad one of the bunch. <laughs> but um, and then I had stopped doing Nutcracker for a while while I did I did other things. Um, and then once I came here, they have Nutcracker every year, and I was really excited. So my first Nutcracker here. I was still at my competition studio at the time, so I did both. And then, um, so I was a Clara's friend, and I always wanted to be a Clara's friend because you got to be on stage with Clara and do your hair and curls and put it down. <laughs> and I was also a palace attendant, so that's the beginning, and I was really excited because I got to dance on point, and I had never danced like on point in Nutcracker before and so that was my first experience and I really it made me realize that I loved performing a lot more than I loved competing mm -hmm. and it made me fall in love with ballet even more. <laughs> That's great. What did you uh, dance last year as your final year here? Um, so last year um, was really fun. I did Arabian mm. and that was a role that I always wanted to do. We were 
cats here and um, we come out on the cart and we're like bent in half and you get to do all these really fun like tricks and lifts and it's just a lot of fun. It's really an entertaining performance because you get to be really sassy but also really like um, but also just like really get to show fun things that you do and then I did snowcore and um, flowers and so those are big like core parts that I thought would always be amazing to get to perform and then I was also a maid and (laughs) the ballerina doll and I loved playing the doll it was a lot of fun because you get to like dance in front of the little kids and so that was my last nutcracker here how do you think uh, doing a production on this scale, something that's uh, so large and theatrical, prepares you for, um, you know, hopefully a long future as a professional? It definitely prepares you. I mean, the Morsani stage is huge. The production that they put on is huge. There's three different casts. So you have to know your part for each show. You have to be able to learn a whole, like, accumulation of different roles, um, you have to be yeah, able you, to. You mentioned five different roles just within the course of one year, so, and yeah. you surely did more before that. So, yeah. I mean, how many roles do you think you've done over the course of your time here? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember the week before Nutcracker last year, many of the dancers got injured, so I had to learn understudy, dewdrop, and Snow Queen last year. At the, and so you just have to really be prepared, and it gives you a lot of insight into what being in a company will be like when you get older, which is definitely helpful, and it gives you performance experience. And because Morsani is so huge, you have probably about 2,000 people at every show, right. and you have to learn how to perform in front of such a big audience. Right. Do you ever get stage fright? Um, <laughs> I get nervous butterflies. I know sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. But once I get on stage, and I just like everything goes away. I feel really happy and I just want to perform for the people. So. I love that. Um, so what does it mean to you to have such amazing uh, guest artists that come here and dance with you guys in Nutcracker? The guest artists, like, they're amazing. They inspire me so much. I remember when I was Claire and the Nutcracker, they had Sterling Hilton and Adrian Dashig wearing here. I remember watching them and sitting on stage actually like drooling because I was like, oh my gosh. And they did the Balanchine um, Sugar Plum Pot de And I had actually never really seen that before. And so to see them to do that and how amazing they were, how fast they moved, how elegant everything was. It was just incredible. And then last year we had Isabella Boylston and James Whiteside and they did a different um, sugar plum paw, but it was still just as beautiful. And to be able to see like maybe it inspires you to see like what maybe you could become one day. And now to have Sarah Mearns and Amara Ramasar this year, just to be able to watch them from backstage is going to be incredible. What kind of interaction do you have with them as a student? Do you they're backstage, of course, but are there any other interactions that you are memorable? Um, so you get to see them backstage and of course, like you always want to get your picture with them and they're so sweet. They're always like, hi, how are you? <laughs> and they, they sometimes ask for pictures with you cause they want to like be able to, um, remember, remember their gig. And it was just, it's just a lot of fun. They're really sweet. And I actually had an experience. So this year I actually had an injury and while I was at physical therapy, Sterling was there and she said, hi, Alexandra, how are you doing? And she remembered my name and I thought I was going to fall over. I was like, oh my gosh, you remember me? 
but it was just Aww. so cool. That's so nice. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. I, I love that you brought up um, that the guest artists did different versions of Nutcracker that you are, are becoming exposed to and aware of these different styles and possibilities. Um, that seems to be uh, something that ne- Next Generation Ballet is really emphasizing, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you did, you've, do you feel like you've had a base in a number of different sort of styles and techniques? Yes, definitely. I know like they give you the basic foundation and the classical training, but then once you, they feel like you've had a good foundation on that, they'll start to give you a little bit of stylistic things you can do. Like last year for our spring ballet, we did Donizetti variations Mm -hmm. and that was incredible because it made me realize how much I just love like doing the Balanchine style. So it's definitely helpful. So you'd say that was a big, uh, reason why you decided to choose the school of american ballet as your next step yes definitely <laughs> and we were just talking to philip earlier about um to philip neal about how he helps you guys um find the right place for you and the right school for you what kind of process did you go with him choosing school of american ballet um so i had had um philip and peter both tell me that with my body style and the way that I like to move that the balancing style would be more like suited for me. And once I really found out like what that meant and what that was, it, I, I fell in love with the style. I like love the way how they can move fast, but they can move slow at the same time and how there's different accents and timing. And they really choose the schools that would be best for you and then you go out and audition and you explore like what each of those schools is like and then you get to kind of see and once you fall in love with the school then they'll make sure that you get to go where you want to go <laughs> that's great so uh not only were you performing in the annual production of the nutcracker but every spring you guys would put on a different show you mentioned donizetti variations um was a ballet you performed last spring uh what other ballets were you uh, performing in in these um so last year we did we did a production called masters of dance so the younger kids did circus polka mm-hmm. and we did don q act three and um donizetti variations so it was basically different styles of dance from different choreographers you had petapa and balanchine and um jerome robbins and so that was really amazing to see how they contrast and it was really fun to be able to switch between the different styles Mm -hmm. and do have different experiences with the different ballets and then the year before that we did Giselle so that was really cool that's a classic ballet Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't get to perform at such a young age I did the um peasant pot de deux but they turned it into a pot de cis Mm -hmm. and um that was a lot of fun being able to interact and act like a peasant interact with Giselle and all the villagers and the characters so that was a lot of fun but you need a really strong academic foundation right to do those things are really difficult yes so uh your your training at that point had led you to be able to pull off something that requires immense stamina and strength yes when you talk about that interacting with Giselle, that's something that's so important, that side acting, mm-hmm. like little things that are going on. It happens in the Nutcracker and the party scene. It happens in Giselle and all these classics. And it's something that is really, it's not something that you focus on always. So getting that experience when you're young is so great. And anywhere you go, that will really serve you having that experience. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mr. Neil and Ms. Yvonne definitely make sure that we know how to interact and to act because that's one of the most important parts. Right now. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it can sink a show if the if the court of ballet isn't invested in what they're doing on the side. So I think that you getting to learn that 
at such a young age is really invaluable. Uh, for next summer, do you have any plans of where you want to go um, for summer programs? So I'm auditioning for Miami City Ballet All and right. Pacific Northwest Ballet <laughs> and Boston Ballet. But I'm actually considering coming back here because they give uh, important stage opportunities mm-hmm. and it's my home. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's nothing like it. Yeah. And you still have plenty of time. too. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 14. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's a wonderful note to end on. And so we really appreciate you taking the time to sit here with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for being a fan of the pod. We appreciate it. I'm sure it's a very bright future in ballet. Thank you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.